This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing the distribution of returns. This was a study that Dimensional had recently completed looking at the distribution of investment returns for the last 96 years. So Mike, you know, you go back 96 years, you got a pretty good data set of what returns might look like. And what we were looking at here is the returns of the S&P 500, so the top 500 companies in the U.S., and what those returns looked like. How many times were was it negative? How many times was it positive? And then because every year in investing, the numbers are so different. So, so let's talk about 96 years and what's went on. So the time periods included how many world wars? Well, we start in 1926. So we fully covered the Great Depression. So we've been through a recession, a depression. World War II. World War One. Yeah, I guess World War One had come to an end. We went through World War Two. We went through Vietnam, Korean War, the Cold War. We went through, I don't know how many presidents of the U.S. We went through all the problems that went in the world in the last basically 100 years. Went through 9-11. We went through the financial crisis. Pretty Everything that's just even 50 years would be a long time. But we're looking at 96 years. And what caught my attention was a quote that at all points in time, 20% of investors expect a major market crash within the next six months. So no matter when you're looking at things, about one in five investors always think that a major market crash is about to happen in the next six months. So I wanted to explore how often a major market crash really happens. And Again, we're looking at annual data here. So, you know, sometimes you can get a market correction between a non-annual date. So it could be June to June. But here we're looking at just annual calendar dates, and we're going back 96 years. We're going to start with, well, how good are returns? So over the time period of 96 years, the average annual return was 10.2%. And that's at the S&P 500, is it? Yep. So cash or T-bills were earning about 3.3% over that time period. And stocks were earning about 6.88%. Above the treasury bills. Above it. So that's what they call the equity risk premium, which it means the reward you get for being in stocks versus sitting in T-bills or cash. So... Let's start with some of the negative numbers. And we're going to look at how many times the stock market in number of years was down between 0 and 10%. How many times was that, Mike? Uh, 14 times. So 14 times. So a fair bit, fairly often. 14 out of 96. 14 out of 96. So yeah, 15%. Okay. 
Then we're going to look at returns between minus 10 and minus 20%. That's a reasonable correction. Okay. You know, you get into bear market territory at that point. Or once you hit 20, I guess you're bear market. So you're approaching the major bear markets. So there are six of those in total. So not that often, six in 96 years. In fact, the last one was in 2022. So just last year. That was one of the six of them. How often did we, how many people, what percentage of people said that bear markets happen in the next six months? 20% of the people said a bear market's going to happen within the next six months. And it only happens 6% of the time. So we're seeing a bit of a variance in there, are we? We certainly are. What about a really big correction down between 20 and 30%? Most people would probably say, oh, that's probably happened 20 times. It's only happened three times in the last 96 years. And what about if we get even worse, minus 30 to minus 40? Yeah, we know the two the two times that happened. Yeah, we 2008 were, and we were advisors during one of them, 2008, 19, 1929, and 1929. So there was only two in total, and then finally corrections between minus 40 and minus 50 percent. There was only one. So when you start to look at the distribution of returns, negative years definitely do happen about 25 percent of the time you're gonna get a negative year. So one out of every four years are negative, but in terms of how bad those negative years are, in total, there's only 10 periods where they were greater than 10%, 10 periods in total, 10 years out of 96, where it was down more than 10%, which is amazing to me. What about the good stuff, Mike? What about returns above zero all the way to 10%. How many of those have happened in the last 96 years? 14. Basically the same as below between zero and negative 10%. Okay. So that's not too bad. What about between 10 and 20%? That's a pretty good year. 15% return, 17% return. That'd be an excellent year. And here's the hard part. That has happened 21 times. So when the market's good, the market is often really good. In fact, it's more often up between 10 and 20% than it is between zero and 10%. What about getting into really good returns between 20 and 30% a year? How many times has that happened? 16. 16. Also better than between zero and 10. So when the market is positive, most of the time, it's somewhere between plus 10 and plus 30%. Then we get to really crazy returns above 30% and below 40%. And that has also happened 15 times. So I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> most returns in a positive year are somewhere between 10% and 40%. Now, there have been a few times where it was above 40%, only three of them, and above 50% has only happened twice. You know, it's funny. Remember when you went from grade school to high school and you got your first test back and you thought you did poorly because you knew you didn't answer all the questions, but everyone in the class did poorly too. And all of a sudden they introduced this idea called the bell curve. 
And it was the greatest day ever because I remember getting 65 on some exam. He said, no, no, you got an 88. I thought, this is great because the rest of the class did poor. And they gave us this idea of a bell curve. At that time, we never even knew what it was. We just knew it was a good thing for your grades because you're marked on the bell. It was a really positive thing. I don't think we ever realized how important that bell curve is until later on in life when we see it used in all these statistics. Because when we look at that curve of where the rates of return go, it really follows that bell curve. And the thing about the bell curve is it's not, uh, the center of the bell curve is not 0% rate of return. The center of that bell curve is a 10% gain, right? Right. So it's an off-centered bell curve. And I think that's what people get really confused on. They don't realize your center of the bell starts at 10%, right? So that, that gives you a really big advantage on where you are. Because I think everyone's really surprised with how strong these returns we're saying are. That's, they say, that doesn't sound like normalized returns. But you forget, you get that 10% 10 shift to the right, which gives you some really nice results. Which is what we call that equity premium. So I guess part of what to me is, you know, what do, what do good companies do when bad things happen? So let's say, let's even look at our business. If we've had a bad year because the market's had a bad year, what would we do when we're running our business, the McClellan Financial Group? We're going to start to cut expenses. We would cut expenses. We would have to market more to try and have a more successful year. We would fix anything that was broken. We might, in a really bad period, have to cut staff. And if you do all of those things, profits tend to come back. They will recover. And recover. And when profits recover, stocks tend to recover. <laughs> and because all stock prices are based on future profits. Historically, when bad news comes, stock prices drop. When good news come, stock prices rise. So you'll hear good news and bad news every day in the newspaper, all pertaining to individual cop. If it's a bumper crop, profits could be really good. If it's been a horrible crop, prices may skyrocket because there's a supply-demand issue. Yeah, you know, like right now we're in a situation where we, we've seen interest rates rise so heavily over the past year inflation is getting itself under control. I mean, everyone wants it to drop immediately back to zero, but that's not going to happen because you look at the one-year trail of number on inflation. But every month by month, we got the inflation index from month over month last month, and the month before that was 0.1%. So inflation is getting itself under control. And the next step will be for the government to look at these high interest rates and see if they need to continue to raise them, keep them that high. And at that point, once you see the government make that decision to lower the interest rates in the future, you're going to see the stock market's going to have a very positive reaction. It, it likes cheap money. And right now, it doesn't like expensive money. And it's been looking at expensive money for the last year. And as soon as the market sees the future of cheap money ahead, it's going to react to that. And it doesn't need to be back to where it was. It doesn't need to be back to 1% to 2% a year, even if it dropped half a percent the market would perceive that as a very positive thing and stock prices would start go up very quickly. How does all this apply to having a long-term strategy? And we've talked a lot about in numerous podcasts about 
the only way to have a, a, a strategy and a successful strategy is to stick to the plan. Once you start deviating and messing with the plan, you're probably going to end up with a bad investment experience. Here's a couple things we do know. The stock market always goes up and down. It's gone up and down in the past 96 years, and it will go up and down in the next 96 years. It'll go up and down in the next 96 days, and tomorrow it'll go up and down in 96 minutes. That's just what the market does because information is constantly changing. People get very confused. Understanding the stock market doesn't mean know what's going to happen tomorrow. I think that's a real misconception that people have. Do, do we understand the stock market? We've been doing this for a long time. I think I have a very good understanding of the stock market, and you do too. But it doesn't mean we have any knowledge of what's going to happen in the next week, month, in the next six months, or even, let's say, the next year. But the knowledge comes to your financial plan is going to look forward for the next you know, 10, 20 years. Do we have a good knowledge of how the stock market works over a 10 or 20-year period? Yeah, we do. And all these numbers that we're looking at with all this data for the past 96 years relates to how we can look at the stock market in the future. I'm a big believer that you need to understand the data. When you start looking at the distribution of returns, the data is pretty favorable for stock investing. 75% of the time, the market has positive returns. And remember the 10 point, what is it, 10.2%. 10.2% per year for 96 years. If your plan doesn't work on 10.2%, you got the wrong plan. Right. <laughs> so, And that's an all equity return. Not, you know, We have very few clients that are 100% equities. But even in a 60-40 portfolio, if you're getting a 6 or 7% return, you're gonna, your plan's going to meet its objectives for sure. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. If you're looking for a financial advisor, Visit our website at tmfg.ca or call us at 905-771-5200. This episode has been brought to you by the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.